strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go we are live. Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. Today's segment is called Food Delivery Throughout the Pandemic. I mean, guys, we've had some awesome guests on the last few months, and we have a lot coming up in the weeks and months ahead. In saying that, today is going to be a bit unique because we don't have a book to review since we started doing books of the month starting last episode. So we're only doing one a month now instead of every week so everybody can keep up. And we don't have a guest today. We have our childhood friend, Sean Connell, coming on in a few minutes to do a little food fun segment with us. But I figure today would be fitting, guys, with what's going on in the world with the pandemic. We're engulfed in quite the industry, being the food delivery industry. For our viewers, our team's been in the space for 15 years. And naturally, as everybody can imagine, food delivery has been a very hot topic throughout the last few months with people stuck home, everyone locked down, working from home, not really feeling comfortable going out much. It's been huge for our business and we will dive into after Sean does his little scoop, we'll kind of dive into what's been going on in our world with our business, the space where low Dell is heading. We've got a lot of exciting stuff. Our team's working really hard on expansion plans here as well as a lot of great initiatives for our current markets. So we're in the arena with Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub, and Lodell. Like we're the, we're the other guys in the space and it's awesome. It's been quite a competitive challenge. Uh, I think we've all been humbled throughout random points. Uh, I think Zach Oates said it best last week, you stay alive and you stay excited until you get lucky. I, as much as this pandemic's been awful, I think it's been a break for us personally in the business sense. And I, I've never felt more excited actually since we first got in this field that in terms of optimism looking ahead, it's really awesome. So it's going to be a bit about us today with the food delivery stuff, which is a nice change of pace. What we started this platform with the whole bootstrapped in the trenches to really be able to community build more and get to know members of our different markets and just entrepreneurs in general. And we've had on some really cool guests from all different walks of life. I think we could all attest to last week, Zach Oates was awesome. Uh, we'll be meeting him at some point soon in Utah. He has a lot of cool stuff going on. Always be tripping. I'll never forget that. Having something planned on the schedule to always look forward to. Dan, I know you've always been a big proponent on that in your personal life. So that's, I think, something we could all take. Especially, Dan, you just got a nice refreshing trip minus the toe injury so you know right now my entire foot is like purple and green so what'd you do i like yesterday when i was leaving i jammed my toe into like the base of a beach tent really really hard and my toe broke i didn't go to the doctor but i know it's broken my entire foot right now is like turning green. It sucks. It's I can't oh, even. Man. It's turning green. Yeah, man. Like that toe itself is 
purple, and then like the foot is like turning all green and like this color. Uh, what happened? Yeah. Were you playing volleyball? I wasn't doing anything. I was like going to stand up to just like walk in the water and like a clumsy idiot like jammed my. That's that stuff just happens. You know what I mean? Like when like yeah. and it must. I just must have been like either really hard or in a certain way where it was really painful when it happened. I uh, knew. I hear that. Yeah, it sucks. It kind of reminds me of like growing up as a kid. I never got hurt when I got nailed playing hockey, tackle, football. Anytime I got injuries, it was like non-contact things. That's why I loved contact sports. When you're bracing for hits, you can deal with it. But it's always non-contact injuries that really kill you. Yeah, it's the unexpected stinks, man. I know. And uh I figure we also, guys, Dan, do you have any current events? I know, I don't know if you just saw Joe Biden made his VP announcement, if you want to highlight that. Yeah, I mean, that was the, I have a couple current events. That happened, and uh, Kamala Harris and Twitter's blowing up about it. And then the other thing that happened was they did cancel college football. That got announced like an hour and a half ago. What do you guys so think that, about that? Dude, it I think it's ridiculous, to be honest, for a couple of reasons. One, like if they're having school and they're all going to be in classes and whatnot, I don't understand why they can't play. And two, these are student athletes that, like, this is their chance trying to grow. I don't understand how the students are okay with this. Like, if I'm a sophomore, freshman, junior, senior, anybody, and I'm in college and I'm there to play sports to hopefully make it pro and they're canceling that, like that is such a blow potentially to my entire career for the rest of my life. I don't know how they're doing that. It's it's wrong. It's wrong on every level. Corey, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's not fair. I mean, I understand the logistics. I don't see how they could actually make it work, but it, it really isn't fair to the student athletes. And obviously, as a fan, it just stinks because there's no entertainment. There's already minimal entertainment, and there's nothing to do, especially during lockdown. So, yeah, as a fan, it stinks. As a, as a student athlete, I mean, that's awful, like Dan said. And But at, at the same time, I understand why they can't do it. It's just not really feasible with travel, unless they have all the teams in just one center, just like the NBA did with the bubble. Which, which is tough, right? When you think about pro sports, it's way easier to make sense of professional sports and bubbles, the way the athletes get paid, there's way more liability with college sports. For one, and this has been a debate that's going to heat up even more now, should college athletes be paid? And this is another example, whether people want to admit it or not, a lot of this involves that. When you really break down the liabilities of the NCAA having student athletes that are not being paid anything to put their lives at risk, potentially, you got it's too much too much risk for them. These families of even star athletes, let alone the, the athletes that have no chance of going pro, which is the majority of these skits, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but back to, well, no, I'm with you. And I'll comment on how I feel about that in a second. Back to what we were saying about it not being practical for the college like because they travel and stuff. No doubt that there's like tests available now that are basically same day tests that are a little bit more expensive that the universities could easily all get their hands on and they could easily come up with a protocol where the players are getting tested the day or the day before the game and if they test positive can't play the game to quarantine or whatever it may be there's definitely a way to do it 
and they're, it's ridiculous that they're not even going to try and do it. But, Mike, you bring up like a liability thing. I didn't even think about that. They're probably not doing it because they're afraid to get sued. And well, you saw it inside, you know, Brian Gumble did a whole segment on that uh, a few weeks ago on inside, uh, you know, whatever that show is called, HBO's. Uh, Real Sports. What, what's it called, Real, Real Sports. Real Sports. I love that show. And he did highlight, he brought on a family, parents of a couple future NFL players, it seems like, who were shedding light on this exact thing coming up in the pipeline a few weeks ago where they made it clear there were way too many unknowns where they didn't feel comfortable sending their kids to school. But then Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama, you saw him come out today. He's never afraid of controversy. He's like, I'm going to get in trouble regardless of what I say. He was saying he thinks they're way safer being able to play. Obviously, he has his own bias and vested interest in there being football. But he had a great point when you think about it. Would you rather have your kid around their teammates or around a bunch of random people? When yeah, you think about it, they're going to have a, a protocol with safety when you're talking about Alabama football or any legit program that has college sports. And I think Dan highlighted it best there. The testing has been part of the problem here with the inconsistencies. And sure, they're same-day tests, but we don't even know, based on both of you even having a Corey, much worse of a case. But you even remember when you were talking to me about that, you had no idea when you were even going to find out about it. Yeah, I found out like literally as I was getting over it, I feel like. It was yeah. like 10 days into me being sick. So that's, that's my guess, guys. The yeah, testing itself not, not consistent enough. That's the problem. Well, well, yeah, but that's kind of improved. And they, they do have same-day habit testing. They're going to pay for it. And when you're dealing with universities, like, that is the way to go. If they were to do it. So, I think there's yeah. a fear of the weather, too. I think when you see everyone saying they're going to try to play in the spring, it wouldn't shock me. That's already the election will be over. Naturally, we're going to see a vaccine of some kind. I know Putin said there's one out already. The verdict's out on that. But yeah. we'll see something come to fruition here yeah. realistically yeah. in the next couple months. I also think if it was basketball, it might be different because it's just less people. You could test them quicker. Like football is, what, 52 people on a team or – you know, that's a ton of people. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And then you ask yourself, guys, with that, what if you're a kid going to college this year, what are you paying for? I'm not going, no way. Seriously. If I, if I was a, kid. a parent or even a kid having to pay their own way, which is a lot of the case on financial aid or whatever the case may be, what is the benefit? It's almost like, Corey, I was talking to you offline. How can New York justify charging people taxes, state taxes, without the luxury that exists when everything's shut down. Yeah, no, I agree with that. For the experiences. It's the same thing with these apartments. I know, you know, I've been apartment hunting and it's like all these apartments are offering significant discounts because the amenities aren't available. Exactly. They should do the exact same thing. So what I you're talking about like all like the clubs and things in college that you're supposed to be able to take advantage of and not yeah. yeah. They're not there. I know like, about like kids partying with their friends. They're going to still do that. No, but yeah, think that, about it, Dan, tailgates, for, sure. for example. Sure, they'll still have their own parties, but that is such a big deal in my mind when I'm yeah. – maybe I'm, this is a personal thing more than like a general thing, but if I'm going into college and I'm at a rah-rah school, for example, like in Indiana or a CU, and you're taking away from me that outlet every weekend, it's just – that's a downer. On yeah, a whole other level, a lot of rallies around that stuff. Yeah, think about going to Michigan or Ohio State, no football games. That's like yeah. one of the biggest draws. 
You might have, you might be second guessing going to those schools this year, all of a sudden where it's like, wait a minute, they don't have these sports going on. This is not that I'm, I should have gone to a warm weather school then. Oh, yeah. Man, that, yeah. I didn't even think about that as a student. What about like, the whole thing just sucks, man. Like fall football, being able to go to a college game. Like, are you kidding me? So what, are the, what do you guys think is going to happen for entertainment? Obviously we've talked about live streaming a lot being big for our own business too, with trying to get more like the stuff we're doing right now. You've seen, Dan, I know you've talked about LiveX a lot on our morning mashup show, and we've talked about virtual fans being a thing. What do you guys think, though, as a college kid, they are going to do as a replacement for entertainment? Obviously, kids figure it out. They, they'll have fun one way or another. How do you see that playing out, though, on a normal Saturday without football? Well, first off, fuck LiveX. They lost a ton of me. I'm never talking about them again. And second, that are they not looking right now like a prime candidate to win from all this? I mean, dude, they just had their earnings like a week ago, and they missed on revenues. And in this environment, if you're missing on revenues, I don't know what's going on. If you're that type of company, so no, I mean, I'm, I'm out of that stock. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, it's it's really funny because I watched that episode. And I bought a hundred shares. Just <laughs> Dan seems really confident. Oh, oh man! <laughs> nah, but sorry, team, dude, I'm with you though. That sounded yeah, in theory great. I know, I know. I looked into it. I was like, oh, this makes a ton of sense after you said it. And it, I mean, they came yeah. back today. They're almost even. What are they at right now? It was at three oh nine or something. I think they just dropped after hours. Oh, got about for you. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. I mean, it seemed like a story that no one was talking about. They seemed prime for great revenues based off of like all the partnerships. I, yeah, I still kind of do believe in them, but I'm not going near that stock again. <laughs> but what do you guys think, Corey? I know you highlighted like with the NBA, how great the games have been. And it's kind yeah. of, when we think about next level competition, when you're watching LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard, it's hard pressed to not think you're going to be entertained based on the level of competition with some of the best people in the world at their craft. My question to you is, have you felt that same level of this is great when it isn't those teams? Like, do you think this is this kind of pleasantly surprising for you how it's gone? It kind of reminds me how everyone always wanted, like people talk about like one-on-ones being like a pay-per-view. It kind of reminds me of that. It's like the game itself is really good. The competition's good. The actual game is different because of the fans. Like the fans obviously bring a huge thing to every single game. It's a huge thing. Um, and you don't have that there, but – because of that, the basketball itself is good basketball. Like Devin Booker, I don't know if you guys have been watching any of that, his highlights, but he's been unbelievable. I think he scored 30 points in every single game, hitting insane winning shots. Like he's been on fire. So you're just getting to see different players that you wouldn't ordinarily see just go off. And, and I wonder the psychology behind certain athletes probably benefiting from no crowd. I think there are certain guys – like to give you an example, if I was a pro athlete, I would need that crowd. It's like a comedian wanting a packed house. I thrive on that energy and I need that pressure to succeed. So here's the there thing though. People though that don't do that. I think they, they're getting more eyeball. Like uh, someone, Devin Booker, he's on the Suns. They don't usually get, I mean, you know, they don't, they have low attendance. They don't really get any eyeballs on TV. Now they're getting so many people watching that game, probably more eyeballs than he would ever have had in the past. And now he's kind of like thriving because of that. So it's interesting. Even though they're not live, there's still more eyeballs on every single team. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think where the players probably benefit the most from no crowds is golf. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, they, they must actually love that. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be great. Like, who wants a crowd in golf? That I know what you mean, Dan. That is not. That's one sport that that must be such a distraction. Seriously, yeah. every time I watch, I'm like, that would make me so paranoid. I would just completely shank every shot if people are just yeah, standing in my way. Yeah, spray and hit something right in the head. Like standing yeah. right next to I, the whole time I'd be thinking that. But that again, that's what makes these guys pro athletes. They get in those flow states and they don't even know anyone's there the best. Yeah, of them. they also kind of work their way up to that level where, you know, they play their first event. There's probably like a couple of parents following with people they're playing against slowly just keeps getting into it. Yeah, they work their way up to like the, the, the big, big crowds. Those guys are definitely still shaking in their boots though, I'm like a major. But not the boxing, I'm a oh, yeah. Golf's um, also the other sport that, like, as a viewer, you don't really, like, you almost forget that there's no fans there just because it's such a minor part of the game. You don't really that time think no. about it. Yeah, the only times you think about it is like when a player does something insane. Like, if someone like chips it in, where normally there'd be like a roar. And you kind of like expect that, and it's just so casual. But that's the only time, so that's kind of cool thing in golf. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The NFL is what I'm really fascinated by to to see what that looks like without. I know they're going to figure out a way with the noise, but it's just weird imagining NFL Sunday with an empty stadium more than anything. Yeah, I know. I will say the uh, the whole virtual thing from my vantage point watching it on TV, it looks kind of cool. I know I've texted you guys that before. Also, did you guys see the thing with the MLB where they had weekend, uh, Bernie from Weekend of Peace and he was like <laughs> the home base and he was yeah. one of the virtual guys. Wasn't that awesome? I yeah. didn't see that. It's so funny though. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see when, like, when the dust is actually officially going to be settled on all this. When you're going to, because I, I would guess I was even talking to Sean. I don't know. I'm sure he'll be on in a second, but he, he's not a sport. <laughs> and he was saying yesterday how he's amped up to get to a, a packed house sporting event off of just like taking it for granted all these years, and he really wants to be around a crowd, which I thought was fascinating. I mean, yeah, I, the next time I could tailgate, I'm going to take advantage of it. Even if I'm not a fan, I'll say that. But in saying yeah. that, that, I mean, that's going to be next year. I mean, 2021. Yeah, they like just announced in New York that um, I think indoor dining is not going to be available until June of 2021. So well, it's time for them to put a tax exemption in place then for the state. I'll be yeah, talking more about do that. In the, oh, I guess I, in the cold month, we'll just go back to takeout. Yeah, Dude, like no one can be here. How, how they they're not opening dining in the winter here. They're they're gonna. From what I'm hearing, a state tax exemption is coming because there's no reason for people to stick around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all these small restaurants and small businesses are just dying. And so, even when you look at people in the service industry in Midtown, for example, they're not showing up to work because they have no outlet to like go and socialize, go out to eat. It's just it's depressing. Yeah, I read so, I mean, an article in the New York Post this weekend that was saying how they're like turning hotels into homeless shelters on the Upper West Side. Yeah, and it's a mess. Like allowing sex offenders to come. And Some the, of the dumbest leadership I've ever seen in my life. I don't even understand the train of thought. It's like, let's put all these crackheads in a really old, rich area and then make more people leave the city. So wait, yeah. what's going on in New York right now? You guys live there. Is it like, a shithole? Like, talk to me. What's it like? It's coming back. I mean, Corey, you go first on this one. 
I know what I, I mean say, with like homeless people and all that. Oh, it's a mess. So, yeah, yeah. There's the definitely shelters aren't open. That's why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that you can only imagine with shelters not being open, and it's being it's so hot out. So yeah, it's homeless people are everywhere. It's disgusting. It really is. Like they are everywhere in a way where like every you see guys on meth just like trying to climb into mailboxes every few minutes. Like he yeah. literally saw three people trying to jump into a mailbox as though they were like going on a plane. It was, it was scary. And you could tell they were next level off the grid on something. And I'm seeing this all over the place. Like it's disgusting. It's like skid row on steroids. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, up on me, it's not as bad, but I've heard like, I, so I went to see apartment in uh, Midtown and Midtown is brutal because all the yeah. businesses are shut. They all rely, like one of my buddies owns a restaurant and he's saying how 80% of his sales comes from uh, corporate offices. He's in Midtown. So he's relying now on 20% of his customers that aren't typically there or aren't there now. I mean, and you know, now it just, he's dying. It sucks. And downtown's a mess. I mean, downtown's you, you a mess. Know, everything's boarded up. You just see trash all over the ground in like the West Village, the East Village, Lower East Side, Soho. And it's not being cleaned up. It's not like you're seeing, oh, well, it's getting better. It's like they, they need to open up the shelters and figure that whole. It, it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. It's on another level because they have nowhere to go. All the homeless. Yeah. So they're just yeah. around the streets being messy and like diving into dumpsters, throwing shit around. It's gross. It's disgusting. So yeah, it's disgusting. I didn't realize it was it's been, yeah, it's tough to get sign a lease here right now. Even I have apartments trying to get me on 20 month leases. It's like, are you guys under a rock? Like, are you and, uh, live here? Dude, well, tomorrow, like tomorrow, I, I'm supposed to see this apartment tomorrow, like at 9 a.m. It's literally like, it was a $6,000 apartment. They're offering it for 2,500 because there's no amenities, but it's literally like, it's huge one bedroom. Like it's in a, a place where they usually house extended stays for like the president of Argentina and all these famous people. And they're just like giving the, these apartments away because they're just sitting empty. Yeah. No one's here because no one, you have to keep in mind too, the financial capital of the world being New York. When you have people in that realm, like Paul's girlfriend doesn't have to be at her office working right now until that's essential, which you've got to think it has to be at some point. You have people just not having any sense of living here. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you could work from anywhere, which it seems like that's what the future is going to be like. If you have, here's how I see it: if you have like a good job where you're, you know, just, if you have a good job, you're going to have the option of working anywhere. And I think people in the service industry obviously can't because they're in the service industry. But to me, that is the future, and that's where uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of these big cities because there's a lot of cool places to live and cater to. Yeah, just having a relaxed lifestyle and being able to do things that really cater to what people like to do. So I don't really see people wanting to live in these massive cities to the extent that they did because they were working there. Like, what do you guys think about that? I think, I mean, I think New York is always going to be New York. You, we need New York City to be the mecca of the world, or there's much bigger ramifications. So they're going to make it alluring. They're gonna entice people to get back here. I've heard from numerous people, they're going to get rid of the state income tax here in 2021, which is definitely yeah. a huge thing. When That's you think of it. Huge, yeah. yeah. When I'm playing these gymnastics with you guys, it's like, oh, should I go to Florida, Corey? Should we head down there, avoid this? I know. 
you know, and that's something that they, they should definitely do that because that'll take that out of the equation on a whole nother level. So easily, but yeah, I think, Dan, I'm with you. It's definitely one of those things. We're in a different era, but I do think there's something about the energy of being in a metropolis, you know, where you just have people creating and have all this different stuff going on. You can't beat that. That's why yeah. cities have always been cities. Yeah, yeah for sure. If you could sign like a cheap deal right now and there is a vaccine and it comes in like 2021, January, like things start to get normal, then you're locked into like a great rate in a city that's going to start thriving again. I don't know. It's just all dependent on so many things. It, is. it, it really depends. Like you guys are talking about the financial sector. If they require their workers to come back or not. Because to me, that's what creates like the real energy. In you, right? They definitely will at some point. They have to. Like that's just a, a right now they can't technically, but when this vaccine comes out officially, you guarantee yeah. you're going to see. Because what happens? You're a trader on a desk. One person shows up to work. Paul made a great point. He's like, the thing in the industry, they're not going to just have to show up because a colleague showed up. And then it's a domino effect. You're not going to let some dude or girl go in there working from the office and you being in a different state. You know, there's a, a psychology behind that. And I just think that's, there's a lot of people that actually want to get back to the office that enjoy it. I, I think that's true. I think there's a lot of people that miss the office. There's no doubt about that. Especially people in that world. I think you need yeah, that in that sector. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So, any, uh, Corey, anything you wanted to go over food for thought? Uh, yeah, you know what? I have a food for thought, but I, I honestly, I was just going to tell you guys a funny story I had. And I think anyone who's listening who's in sales can relate to this. But I signed up a restaurant right before I had this podcast, and it was just the most awkward sign up ever. Um, I literally was just like pitching to him, but the guy didn't say a word the whole time. And then at the end, I was like, uh, so can I send you the form? He's like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Like literally like five minutes straight of just me talking. Guy didn't say a word. He just kept being like, okay. And then that was it. It was like so simple, but it was just really funny and awkward. I like the whole pitch. I was just like, all right, like, is this guy's either hung up on me? He's not listening. Cause it's hard to tell on fresh caller. Sometimes you lose connection. And at the end, he's just like, yeah, send it over. Sounds great. Wow. Take us through the pitch. Yeah, because Corey, for our viewer, he is as good as it gets when it comes let's, to sales. It's insane. Like I'm a, let's pretend like I'm a restaurant. I mean, honestly, the main pitch is is that it's a performance-based model, and you're only paying for food sold. And at the very least, it's just free advertising for the restaurant. And I feel like restaurants really love that. And obviously, right now, we're definitely focusing on lower-cost commissions compared to these other companies. And really just winning by telling them things we normally do locally and people love it. Like they're very responsive, especially in Utah more than anywhere else. Um, like for our markets in Las Cruces, it's, it's really hard to sign restaurants up over the phone, but Ogden, Utah and Utah in general, people are just willing to listen to you and hear you out. So because you have that time and flexibility to actually talk to them and take them through every single thing you really need to say that that's why it was funny. Cause it's such a Utah thing for this guy to literally let me speak for five minutes and not say a word. And I got everything out that I needed to. And I wasn't even sure if he's on the line, but he just ate it up and was listening. He's like, yeah, just send it over. So, I, I mean, it's just, you know, there's a lot of benefits obviously working with us, but the best part to me is it's completely free to sign up and get going. And you only pay when we actually bring you orders. So it's like, there's literally no risk. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyone out there? Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Corey's been what, just... What about, what, what about, like, I'm not even doing this for our listeners. I'm curious just from that side. With the tablet email thing versus, like, the class, when that comes out, because obviously we're not doing the tablets now. That's got to be... Yeah. Be charge a higher commission rate, then we can possibly work out a tablet for you. And every single time they're just like, um, you know, I'd rather pay a lower commission rate and figure out the orders once they're coming in. So it's yeah. just been an easy way to kind of dodge that tablet question. But it, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely something that comes up every day. Yeah. I feel like once a place starts getting orders consistently, we could easily have it baked in the, or sign up sheet where they buy exactly. the tablet from us and it just comes out of their deposit. And I kind of yeah. feel like that's what we should do it, where it's like, listen, once you're averaging two orders a day, we'll send you a tablet and the tablet's $300. It's going to come out of your next week's deposit. And I like yeah, that. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be. And they'll be like, it, cool. It, there's yeah. no friction with that. With the, It's just it allows them to see, okay, getting results. This is obviously worth doing with the commission rate. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think what's yeah. happened in the past is, one, we've always – a lot of restaurants break tablets. We've always been responsible and just sent them new ones. So we're obviously cutting that out. And then, yeah. two, it's – yeah, I mean, there we've obviously signed up a ton of restaurants. Markets like Fargo, we never end up launching, but all the restaurants have tablets. It's like, yeah, we obviously just – yeah, we need to see orders come in before we send you a tablet. So, Corey, are you saying we should give Fargo another shot? <laughs> it's, it's funny enough, like, Fargo is a market where we have 20 restaurants and no one's even gotten off besides Ruby Tuesdays. Like, I haven't even heard from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. If I'm a restaurant, I'm not hitting anyone up. If no orders are coming, I'm not getting charged. That's always See? been my thing with that. It's like, what are you getting off of? And That's the exact sale off. right there. Yeah, there's yeah. it's a win-win. Yeah. That's interesting. And how how you guys feeling? So for our viewers, Low Dell, we are actually venturing into new markets here in the fall. We're launching Ogden, Utah next. That's on deck. And then we're going into Orem and Provo, which are all college towns. You know, that's been our bread and butter for years. I think it's been awesome that we're seeing success from non-college kids. I think, I mean, guys, take us through what your initial reaction was when you found out after spring break, no, none of these college kids were coming back. Because oh, if you guys think about how we built our business initially, our, all of our bread and butter was all college students. So I think it's been pretty remarkable the last few months, what's been going on with none of them around and a lot of businesses closed. Oh yeah, it's been incredibly encouraging for us. I mean, we were at a point in January and February, we just weren't happy where things were. And then this happens. And I don't think any of us expected or knew what to think. And uh, obviously some positive things came out of it. And now we're, we find ourselves in a unique position to grow and get this business growing again. So it should be an interesting year. It's exciting for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple of our markets definitely took off on this and have been continuing back. Well, a couple of them, though, to me, have been struggling because of this. You yeah, like when you have all the business, yeah, we don't have the offices. Yeah, it's such Boulder. a big part of our business with like the lunchtime catering. Uh, yeah, like our numbers are not where we want them to be in Boulder at all. And you know, it'll be interesting to see if the offices even come back. Like that's a town to me that 
are so, you know what I mean? Like, do you really see the offices in Boulder coming back? They'll be the last ones to do that. I think they yeah. will once this whole, once this thing is actually in the rear view. Right. They don't want to be in the office. No yeah, one wants like, to what else are they doing? Yeah, no, for sure. You're Just right. like business travel will come back. People want to get away from the wife or the husband, whatever the case may be. People need breaks. There's a reason these things exist. Everyone gets sick of each other if they're just around five feet away from each other 24-7. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that'll be – and I think the encouraging thing, guys, with that, with our business – Remember in the early days where we had such top-heavy situations in Boulder and Bloomington where we relied on a couple of clients for most of our business. The bright side here in my mind for us is we're building up more parity as a company, getting orders in multiple places, building up new markets. And I, I think that's healthier for a sustainable business in our space and creating more synergy and community loyalty. So I, I actually am very excited. Obviously, it'd be great seeing Boulder offices back soon, sooner than later. But on the other end of that, I think this has given us an opportunity to not be so reliant on one market or two markets. And that, that'll help as time goes on. If we can prove we can community build correctly here in the months to come, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we've got BYU is where Provo is. That's Brigham Young University. Utah Valley University is Orem, Utah. And Weber State is Ogden. What's funny, I think I've talked to you guys offline a bit about this. That what, I, what pumps me up more than anything, next March Madness, if we could have a bunch of teams in those brackets where we're seeing like our markets advancing. And there's young men. Wow. That's exactly what we're talking about. What's up, pal? How are you? Young man went to BYU, didn't he? Yeah, he was there for a night. Miles has the <laughs> world record for most roommates during college in a four-year <laughs> stretch. He actually toured around the country. Jeff Dorman was a roommate of us in Indiana <laughs> for a night. That's true. As a puppy. Is Miles 12 yet, Dan? Isn't his birthday coming up? It is coming up. August 26th. Wow. Wow. Young man, you, you don't look a day over three. Yeah, he's looking good. He's, he got rooms. He played with a bunch of dogs all weekend. He seems very popped up right now. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was like playing with all the puppies. Had a great time. And the man, you could tell he's in like caretaker mode with your foot being hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. How's, how's Miles getting along with Danny's cat? Yeah, they get along really well. Cat dog, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Do so they funny. eat out of the same bowls ever? No, Miles actually is like very protective over his paws. It's really funny. Like, I wonder if they ever chat like in their own language. Like, I wonder how that works with dog cat with the back and forth. Dude, that's funny. Cats are funny. I never really thought of it, but they just have a lot of personality and they're always messing around. Yeah, that's uh, it was good yeah. seeing Miles there for a second. I missed the man, Mr. Charles. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess Kanj pulled his usual, you know, I, we'll see him, I guess, on air when we're all off air or something. He'll, you know, Kanj it'd be, is it'd be interesting to run like a marketing contest among not only the listeners of this podcast, but like our customers where it's like, hey, send us like your ideas for a marketing campaign. We'll pick the best one and not only do it, but, you know, reward you with like $500 of food credit or something. And then we get a bunch of people sending us like probably all these unique ideas. 
something where it's like, what is your idea of us getting a hundred new users in a day or something, you know, like something where we give them like some sort of target where it's like, what would you do to do this? If you were given this kind of money. I like that too. Hell yeah. Yeah. We, I love where your head's at with that type of campaign. We should definitely try to roll that out. That could be a cool Facebook ad too, where they opt in and submit something. Yeah, I was just thinking that they could even write it in the comment section. They'll just pick the best comment. And maybe like maybe submit an Insta story. Yeah. Should we do I that? I love yeah. the idea of getting our customers in that habit of like engaging with us with like sending us a snap or sending us like a, a quick video synopsis. It's like, hey, what's up? Ethan here, a freshman at Boulder, just crushed some lunch at South Mouth Wings. Here's what I'm thinking for you guys. Yeah, I mean, there's so many students every year that do like projects on beta menus and buffs. Yeah, like, a girl interviewed me a few weeks ago from Jersey, yeah. from Indiana. So yeah, I feel like people would love that. Yeah, I, I think we're onto something with that. I think people just want to be heard, and when we can involve the community in helping us community build, it's a win-win for everybody. That's really yeah. the reality. Everyone wants to feel like their two cents is more than two cents. And we can provide that opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's some food for thought. Exciting times. I'm pumped for us here, guys. We have some fun stuff in the works. And I'm really expecting a, ma- a massive year for Lodell. There's something about that brand. It's going to be, I could see Jim Cramer talking about it down the road. <laughs> Let's go. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, anything else you guys wanted to discuss current events wise. We kind of touched on the business a bit. We're in planning mode for the big fall. We have kids coming back to school. They are coming back right across the board. They are. They are coming back. That's confirmed. So at least we have the kids in town. It might not be the worst thing in the world for our business that they can't show up to a game on Saturdays for delivery. It's probably another win. Yeah, especially with kids taking online classes. You would think that's a win. I know lunchtime is usually slower for us typically, uh, you know, during the school year with kids in classes. So that should be interesting. I think the universe is really just wanting Lodell to really just rocket ship this year. Corey, you know what's happening? It's online classes. It's like optional. It's optional classes. So you could attend in person, but obviously most kids are going to do online classes, especially after the classroom. Yeah, after the first few weeks. I mean, I would oh, assume man. everyone's going to be online. When and you're doing an option of not showing up to a classroom, <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, our yeah. biggest challenge this year is going to be the games are doing October and DoorDash. What was that? Our biggest challenge this year is going to be trying to get users converted from Uber Eats and DoorDash over to us. I like think that, we got, you know. We're, we're going to build. We're going to build up some communities. We got great people in all these markets. Great students and. They all are relatable. At the end of the day, it's people helping people. Those companies are great. They're also robots. We're people. So at the end of the day, we're, we're going to go out of our way this year to make anybody in these towns want to be a fan of ours. If not, then they should be using these other companies. Then we're not doing our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can order from them or you can order from us. You're going to get food either way from the restaurants you want. We're doing our best for all of our viewers here to make it in everyone's best interest to work with the preferred partners being the other guys, which is us. And those other guys have been in the space longer than all these behemoths. So we're not asking for any favors here. We're just asking for camaraderie and let's build together. We'll have a lot more fun that way. Yeah, everyone makes more money. 
the restaurants, typically cheaper for the consumer. And, and we'll, uh, we'll be giving you some free food along the way too. You might see Corey, Dan or I, or Jeff on one of your campuses. Even if you're taking online classes, who knows who's going to be knocking on your door with a cup of joe or a donut or a pizza. How you know, the uh, what ifs are around with Lodell? Leon the Logan? I mean, he's going to be showing up with care packages randomly. You never know. There's a lot so, of mystique in the air. How have the rewards points been going? Are people opting into that? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've had nice. um, we, most of the people are using them just to redeem them for credit. We've had a couple of people redeem it on like small little gifts, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's going well. We, I think we have I haven't checked in a minute. The last time I checked was like over five thousand customers that were enrolled. Nice, wow, That's awesome. People love, yeah. love points being able to accrue and build. That's yeah. huge. Exactly. Well, I think young man's stomach's rumbling over there. It's time for uh, some chow. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts? Well, isn't coming on, huh? Yeah, you know, he actually had to pull this today. It's typical. Conj has been on so on point lately. It's like we needed a Conj moment like this. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, roll up Conj. He'll, uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll be on. I'm actually heading down to uh, Ocean City, Maryland with the Conj, Blaze, Adam, and Alec this weekend. That's awesome. I haven't seen most of these kids since Shory's wedding. Yeah, we have 15. Yeah, we have a lot of people enrolled in stuff. We have uh, about 6,000 people, I believe. Wow. You know what would be interesting yeah, if we could make that way to entice people to subscribe for points? That's not right. That's not right. This is reward points. You know so what would be cool, guys? If we could kind of create something with our YouTube channel with all this, with the podcast, and entice people to subscribe for reward points, if we could figure out some sort of gamify with that gamification. Uh, here we go. Yeah, we have 5,902. We should people. think about that, though, with how to onboard subscribers utilizing that funnel. I think that would be inter an interesting campaign. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get this. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Yeah, like the that is Mike. So that's interesting. Maryland's on the quarantine list. Are they gonna like? I wonder how that is with like cars, like driving. If they like stop you at the border, oh and make you sign shit. That should be interesting. <laughs> Might have to hit up Elon Musk and ask him if that hyperloop's ready underground. <laughs> seriously, seriously. like what are we talking? Well, then, about? If Blasio is trying to stop me from coming back to New York, then good riddance, pal. I'm out. <laughs> I, there's no line in the sand there. I'll just leave and be like, "See ya, pal." Yeah, it's like I thought you needed. I thought you I needed. I that guy's house yesterday. I was like, "Oh man, if only I had a carton of bags." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I live right by it. I, I heard that like when he was asked about just like a couple of people getting stabbed in the city and just a couple of things that have happened, he was like, "Yeah, it reminds me of the song Imagine by the Beatles." <laughs> Imagine all the people. I heard that was his response. That guy is yeah, such he's, an idiot. he's lucky he has cool looking kids. That he was vote his I think his son has an afro and or had one. That's part of why he was elected as mayor, from what I heard of New York. So I, I've heard this guy talk so many times on these conferences. I'm waiting for him to just think. And it's never happened. But hey yeah. what can you do? He's kind of in a no win situation at this point. 
And yeah, it sounds like he's been in that from the beginning. But yeah, guys, on that note, it's a, what are you guys eating tonight? It's a great question. Oh, yeah, Dan, you've been crushing dumplings lately. Like, there's no tomorrow. <laughs> in Miami, dude, just in Miami, there is not good Asian food in Charleston. It's actually. Corey, really I was telling Dan he needs to start dim sum Dan's in Charleston. That's there's clearly a need for it. Dude, that yeah, that's that's a no brainer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I went in Miami. We literally went and got dim sum. It was to go only because of the pandemic, and we just like ate it with our hands. Danny probably knew right away. She's like, "We got to get Dan some dumplings here." Immediately. <laughs> yeah. She's been talking too that. She's been talking about like one. I mean, who, how can you not? Who doesn't like dumplings? You know, unless you've never tried one. It's like, like where are you at? Just so like Chinese food. <laughs> That's one thing. That was one of the major factors of me moving to New York, guys. The amount of dumplings I've eaten here. Oh, I don't. I never get sick of them. I just rotate places and just keep eating them, and I'm gonna keep it up. So good. I know. Phenomenal. Like we're talking Mimi Chang's is great. I'm a big fan of uh, Vanessa's Dumpling House. Oh man, I love, dude, Cleman loves Vanessa Dumplings. Very good, very good. The Dumpling Shop is solid. I, there's so many inch Chinese, a bit, Jung, a bit gourmet Jung. for dumplings, but they're still good. Yeah, oh, man. Now, now I'm really hungry. We're gonna have to do yeah. a dumpling tour, Dan, when you come visit New York. We're gonna have to just the uh, the team live and just rolling around the city seeing how many dumplings we can attack within a 24 hour period we just roll around chinatown yeah later guys all right guys bootstrapped in the trenches making moves going all out every day handle business you know that the hustle don't stop got my team let's get it reviewing books and talk stocks steady keep it moving so you gonna want to tune in get lowdown it's an app get local food on demand delivery right to your home everything in the palm of your hand took hard work and dedication come through join the conversation this is history up in the making we just want to be an inspiration hey let's go